So you're back at the club, huh? Yeah. We'll talk about it. Because I was thinking, you know what? Let's let's, let's save it for the show. Let me right. let's let's do an intro and I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Doing an intro. <laughs> the show has already started. Hey kids. Uh welcome back to the Handsome Genius Club Radio Show. It is episode 487. We wow. would have yeah, we would have long been past 500 by now if I hadn't gone squirrely. <laughs> so oh, me too. Me too, yeah. man. I'm at like 410 and I should be at like 560 or something yeah. ridiculous. Well, I should be in the thousands. Uh, but... oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I am your hero, your host, Anthony Rutgazer, a.k.a. Anthony Kingdom James, your Uncle Kingdom. And joining me, uh, as he often has over these 487 episodes uh is uh your friend and mine the host of the an elegant we- the an elegant weapon podcast sounds so you weird you always today. say that but it's <laughs> it, it's grammatically correct it i i yeah but the, by- the, the is unnecessary you could just say of an elegant weapon podcast the batman true uh, but counterpoint uh yeah, i'm not saying it's wrong it's just unnecessary <laughs> the, you see i think it's grammatically correct to say uh the host of the an elegant weapon podcast or the host of an elegant weapon nice well say my name jason clark <laughs> <laughs> hello friends <laughs> So I uh, I lured Jason back. I, I lured uh, our, our Jedi friend back by saying, "Let's talk about the MCU." And you then said a bunch of things. A bunch of things. About. Yeah. One of them, the the main the main thing I was going to talk about was the MCU Phase Four. What you think about it? What we've seen already, and what's to come, because we're sitting in uh, we're sitting in a brief uh intermission between on disney plus between moon knight and ms marvel and uh it's been a few weeks that dr strange has been in the theater and now we're getting uh we're getting uh what do you call it advertising yep. <laughs> i'm in college for marketing and i forgot nice. the word advertising uh we're getting ads and uh, trailers for thor and uh, we're starting uh you know we're starting to see a few little bits beyond that but then when i sat down to set up to record i thought fuck it let's let's just have a conversation about our lives at this point because we're absolutely going to end up talking about comic book shit and movie shit, but uh, I don't want uh, I don't want that to be the sole only focus of the episode when there's been so much going on for both of us, and uh, we have fun when we just talk about what's going on, man. This is and true. and there's a big thing that's gone on for you. And I don't know that you've done an episode about it of an elegant weapon. So uh, I'm going to take full advantage of it and bogart your stories for here. You 
hosted panels at oh. Calgary Comic Expo. Yeah, thanks to yeah. your ass getting edgy, edumacated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in in brief, this is a thing that Jay has been wanting to do for a while and has asked about a couple of times. Well, I've done it before, but only like twice. no, no. But I'm talking about for I'm talking about for Informa for the Fan Expo people. Yeah, yeah, I've done it. I've done a couple before, but like only what, like what, two. What, what maybe panels? Three. What panels did you host for Fan Expo? I did a look at look at look at how, look at how he Foz... turns into Peter Laurie. No, 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 no. Jay, <laughs> Jay Fosgit yeah. did a live reading. Uh, I would I shouldn't say reading. Uh, they put out a album, a vinyl copy of Dead Duck. Okay. And they wrote some new stories about it and they did like a live radio play, like an old school radio play type thing. Okay. And we did that live and I stepped in and hosted that and played the narrator for that. And I did one other sketch duel one time. Oh, okay. uh, With Jay and someone else and maybe another sketch duel, but that's it. It was, it's very limited. And it was, it was usually because of Fosgit begging to let me do it rather than them coming to me or. Okay. See, that's the caveat is, I mean, the dead duck thing is absolutely your, that's, that was Fosgit's thing. Artist Jay Fosgit. So you were, you, you know, you're part and parcel to that. Doing the sketch duel is a little closer to uh, to what's gone on in Calgary. But, you know, like I said, the quick story on it is I had first semester exams. I am a full-time college student right now at the age of 51. Right. Uh, so my first semester exams were the same week uh, as uh, Calgary Comic Expo, and <clears throat> it was a few weeks earlier, a few weeks before the show, when we were, I was making travel arrangements with uh, with the Fan Expo folks, that I thought, oh, I better look at my cal- my student calendar again, and I realized that the that show Calgary was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Thursday, I had two exams. Friday, I had another. And as it turned out, as it turned out, um, my Friday exam was lost. We completed our exam. Right. Right. And and then uh, like an hour and a half later, literally about an hour and a half later, our professor sent out a mass email saying, everybody's exams were erased that's by accident. insane yeah that's... and we all had to retake the exam and people lost it was 405 yeah. on friday afternoon that we found this out <laughs> and people lost their mind i literally there were literally uh we have a a group uh whatsapp thread for the cohort there were 300 messages in, in 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 the next few hours as we were trying to decide everyone's trying to decide whether to mute me or not can they really make us take the exam over again um side right. sidebar to this uh i found out i took the exam sunday afternoon i speed ran it in 43 minutes compared to the two and a half hours it took me the first time right. and uh and i found out that uh 
I actually got the highest mark. Did you, did you? <laughs> I got the highest mark in the class on the redone exam. Smarty pants. Mwah. Nice. Those long exams are killer, man. That's oh, what my dude. So, uh, my, so I couldn't. I like even yeah. if I had found a way. Like I two exams on on the Thursday. There was the, I would have been on an airplane for one and in the convention center for the other. Uh, and. Right. There was no way I could go. So I um, I canceled and suggested that they ask you because I knew you were going to be there or I was pretty sure you that's were not there. what happened. Well, no, I'm not saying no, no, you you may have suggested. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't me. know. I don't know that there's a direct correlation between my suggestion and you getting it. Because but right. I do know that I suggested it because I was pretty sure you were going to be there. And then you pick up the story. Well, I was supposed to be there already for Source Point. Right. Source Point uh, Press. Yeah. Uh, Source Point Press, Outside Media, Deep Water Games. And yeah. yeah and uh, this year they are the show sponsors for all Informa shows. Yes, so all fan is- expos you go to this year. Um, those badges, the art you see on those badges will be source point press art. So that's pretty cool. Right. So, so we're, 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 that's why I'm going to be there because we're going to have our first big flagship show at, at Calgary after a hugely successful uh, fan expo Vancouver previous to the pandemic. Yeah. I was really excited to keep, cause you know, 2020 was supposed to be the year of source point North and traveling across and, you know, introducing everybody to what we do in Canada because, uh, you know, the, the Toronto foothold was there. And so, yeah, so I was already going to be there and I saw Kevin Boyd uh, put up a status on Facebook saying, Hey, anybody in Calgary are going to be in Calgary, uh, you know, with some moderation skills or some sort of shit. I can't remember exactly what he said, Yeah, but I, 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 I immediately DM'd him and I said, Kev, I'm going to be there. Um, I'm working for source point, but I'm sure they won't mind if I help you out at least like, you know, and do a couple, you know, do two or three sketch duels or something yeah. like that. If it helps you out. And he was like, that would be awesome. That would be great. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. So I cleared it with the kids at Source Point just to make sure I wasn't kind of abandoning my post. And, you know, they didn't give a fuck. They were like, fuck, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so so that was the plan. That was the that was the plan. The plan. <laughs> okay. Now I think yeah. you're I, I think you're edging towards the thing that I just stifled a giggle out of. So uh, let me let me set this up. Um, so again, Calgary, which is a, a tremendous show. I did the show in 2018 and it was fantastic. And I was really sad. I didn't, uh, I didn't get to go back to 2019. I can't even remember what, what, what had occupied my time, but, um, it's a four day show run on the, uh, on the stampede grounds. And, um, one of the things that SourcePoint Press got in as part of their deal, part of their big sponsorship deal, is they got what I always call the Silver Snail booth. 
And this is this is from years of when the Silver Snail right. was doing Fan Expo in Toronto Comic Con, where they had a giant, uh, giant space that was right at the entrance, the main entrance to the main hall. Here they in had Toronto, it this year at Toronto Comic Con. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did they? I didn't yeah. really, I didn't really notice anything that was on the floor this year. I was just, yeah. uh, they had their you know, usual big spot at the front there, but yeah, things, things are changing. But anyways, but yeah. In Calgary, when you walked in the main doors, there was going to be a, uh, I think, twenty by twenty space. Yeah. Uh, you know, so four large booths together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, boom. Smack dab, you yep. walk in, source point press in your face. All Ooh. up in your face. What happened <laughs> when you got to Calgary? Okay, I have to be delicate here. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, okay, so I get to Calgary and I meet up with uh, you know, we're excited because we've heard for years that Calgary is a good show, right? Like we're yeah, very excited because everybody loves Calgary. So this being a big show and this being kind of the first big uh, Informa show in Canada for Source Point, uh, president of Oxi Media himself, Mr. Travis McIntyre, as well as founder and art director Josh Werner, both come out for this show. Jeez. You got the right. shaft and the balls in that one. Right. We got it all. We got it all filled up. So they come on out and uh, it's the four day show, like you say. So we're out there. We meet up. We all fly in. We, we rent a car. We immediately go to the, the we go to the show. Yeah. We go to the Stampede Center or whatever the fuck it was called. And uh, we go in. We talk to our good friend, Mr. Zotti. And, uh, yeah, our stuff's not there yet. So, you know, a little bit worried. We go, we check into the hotel. We figure it'll show up eventually, you know, and and it doesn't show up. I'm I'm leaving a lot of details out of here. I want to leave this very broad because, (laughs) you know, it's, it's a crazy thing. Okay. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. So we start talking about, you know, contingency plans. Like, what do we do here? But we're still thinking, okay, even if it shows up a day late, okay, we miss a day. How, and then we start planning, how quickly can we do our setup and get the tables together? Cause we're, we're trying to put the, I'll tell you something. Quickest logistics in line that we can. Right. So, uh, I just want to, I want to interject with, my 2018 experience at Calgary, as much as I say Calgary is a great show, and it really was, um, at the time, the Thursday was so bad for me in Artist Alley that I considered just walking over. I was scared of what the entire convention was going to be like, and I considered walking over to the casino next door and just <laughs> gr- grinding out a few hundred bucks playing poker. Nice. Yeah, but in the end, the 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 Friday, Saturday, and Sunday were tremendous, and uh, I told people afterwards that it was a four day, uh, a three day show jam packed into four days. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so if you if you lose the Thursday, you still have 
a great a, a shot at a great weekend in Calgary. That's what and Thursday saying. was really good too. So yeah. So anyways, yeah. Time kept going, and long story short, our shit didn't show up. Uh, due to you know calls snafus. calls were made though, right? Calls were made to an extent, like uh, like they're uh, just okay. Big shipping mix-ups. Crazy shit. This hasn't happened in 10 years of Source Point Press doing shows. This has yeah. never, ever fucking happened where our shit just straight up didn't show up. Yeah. And it wasn't going to show up. We found out immediately that, like, there was no chance of it being there on time. Mm. So, so, wow. So, first, we just have to let that sink in because this has never happened, right? And this is yeah. the first big Canadian show of the year. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So we have to start doing all the unfortunate logistics and let Fan Expo, Fan Expo, by the way, I need to shout out how incredible they were. Uh, Informa, George Zotti, Kevin Boyd, everyone was incredibly supportive, felt awful for us. Like, you know, the amount of actual love and support for just pity was was great. Like it did help (laughs) (laughs) that everybody was like, felt so bad, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, basically, uh, Travis and Josh, they hop on a plane and get straight back to Michigan. There's things happening there that they can work on and that'll get further quicker to kind of start making that immense amount of money back that we lost from the show. Yeah. Because, you know, being a show, being a show sponsor for Informa is not a, a, a cheap agreement, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a, a, this is let's not we don't have to get into the actual to your to your weird frozen face starts to do things again see your i don't know if this is recording it's recording on my end is you're frozen you're frozen i'm waiting for you to start moving oh there you are uh oh this is annoying as fuck uh um uh, we don't have to give any Your internet actual... is horrible today. Yeah, today has been off. I, I had to tether my laptop to my phone so I could be in class today. Uh, tell you how bad it was. Um, uh, we don't have to give any uh, specific amounts, but we're talking about a we're talking about a, a, a good five figure loss on this weekend, aren't we? All in. On the weekend? For the um, weekend. Yeah, the weekend's a five-figure loss for sure. Yeah. 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 And that's what was sad is we came to the show on the Thursday morning and Travis just took one look at how crowded it was because it was crowded as fuck, right? Yeah. And he's just like, oh, I just saw it in his face. And he's like, I got to go. And they they left. You know, we said we gave our hugs and said our goodbyes. And they moved it back to Michigan. You know, Astronomicon was going on in Michigan that same weekend. Yeah. And, you know, that's where the headquarters is. Yeah. That's home base. So they just went back and kind of kept the grind up going. Uh, unfortunately, you know, that went down. It, it's a strange thing. Uh, yeah. And and it's weird because, you know, it's the family took a big hit and the family took a big loss. So it was really, really hard. For me, the first day and a half, I felt really like, you know, fucked up over the whole thing. It's yeah. weird. You're in a weird state of shock. Um, but because of this horrible tragedy allowed me to step in and do 
all the sketch duels for the weekend. So how many how know, many schedules did you end up doing for the weekend? I want to say seven, six yeah. or seven, yeah. something like that. Um, they weren't actually all sketch duels. One was uh, a chat with Bob McLeod. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that was just a straight up, uh, you know, kind of an interview. And that yeah. was a lot of fun because I got to yeah. ask, you know, a lot about, you know, whatever. Hey. And what you didn't you, record you that turned it into a podcast already? I didn't bring anything. I was member again. You, I was supposed to be selling. How do you not bring your listen? I'm gonna tell you the same thing I tell young wrestlers. You're going to a show just to watch the show. You bring your gear. Bring yeah, your gear. They might need somebody. <laughs> I was supposed to be selling comics, though. You know, that's where my mind was at. I would have figured you'd have brought your gear and recorded stuff at the hotel at night. You know, well, I was planning on partying hard, and that I did. So, and you did. You did end up. Uh, I, I, I let me jump ahead for a second. How'd you end up on the top of a twelve-foot horse? <laughs> the horse. What's up? <laughs> Okay, uh, I got. I got to include a photo of that right here <laughs> for cool. the video version. Um, this is how that started. Was uh, night one, we went out after the show. Uh, a few folks who may sound familiar: Sam Noir, uh, Heather Cooper. Mm -hmm. uh, who else was out that first night? Uh, Justin. Uh, I think it's, is it Sheer or is it Sheen? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I messed it up his name or Sheets, but uh, of Big Country Comics. Um, amazing, amazing individual. Justin is. And we were out and uh, we were at one bar, which closed. Mm -hmm. And so we left that bar and sorry, John Delaney was there as well. Oh, so we went. So we went into this other bar. And then, or wait, no, I might be mixing up nights. Sorry, I'm mixing up nights. Anyways, yeah, it was Casey Part. The first night, it was Casey Parsons and uh, Sam Noir, me, and uh, that was it. Just that, I don't know. It was. Anyways, we walked by this fucking giant horse sculpture, <laughs> this giant metal horse sculpture, and Sam Noir just just is like, I'm climbing it. And he ran up, up to this horse <laughs> and he started trying to get up it sideways, uh, but it wasn't working because yeah. this thing is like a how do I guess a steampunk horse I could describe it as it's like way bigger than a real horse. It's yeah. like like, you know, huge and you can't really get up it easily from the side. So he discovered you actually got to climb this thing from the back. So he got up there and, you know, it was just one of those awesome moments. We took a bunch of fucking wicked pictures. Yeah. And uh, then Heather Cooper heard about this and decided that it was her turn. So the next night we went back after drunken escapades and she climbed the horse and we got some amazing pictures of her on the horse. <laughs> Then the third night was my turn to climb the horse. But when we got to the horse, we had accumulated such a band of merry pranksters. Yeah. Uh, that like 12 people ended up climbing the horse. So there's, there's, you know, it's all out there. I don't know how many people 
There's a lot more photographic evidence that exists than has been posted on the okay. internet so far. Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna grab the photos that have been published yeah. from you and I uh, posted and put them one. Here. My the yeah, the one I posted is with Connor McCreary. Yeah, and we're epic up there, you know. And uh, but yeah, it was uh, it all came out of Sam busting his ass up that horse one the first tremendous. Time. It became it became a task. <laughs> so uh, so on that first day, on that Thursday, when uh, when the whole thing is falling apart around Travis's ears. Uh, the whole, the, yeah, the, which was the, Wednesday the night. Remember, remember oh, the, that okay, was so Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. Okay, so yeah. does does Travis Travis goes to the show with you on Thursday though, right? Yes, but we already knew Wednesday night that we wouldn't be getting the stuff in. Time. Oh, okay, so but but you're standing with Travis on the show floor on Thursday. I know at this point, George right. is probably running around you know to offer the spot to somebody because you can't have that spot. I know that he, you know, pretty quickly offered the spot to somebody so that that spot wasn't empty. Uh, and as people are moving into the spot and you look at your watch and go, oh, hey, I got to go host a panel. What is the feeling in the pit of your heart <laughs> at the bottom of your heart which well is it didn't go down like that no like i mean how do it you did, go how do you no, go from did. how do you go from tragedy to to the triumph of oh shit i gotta host my first panel that's what i want to know about okay what happened was we got to the show thursday morning and they already had their flights booked Oh, shit. so they they knew that they were just saying hi and jetting. They they yeah. maybe came to the show for like fucking 15 minutes. Like they were barely there. Wow. Right. They yeah. basically drove me there and then came and said hi and left. Yeah. And I and that was like first thing in the morning, maybe 10 o'clock. Yeah. You know, the show had just opened and Travis saw how packed it was. And he's like, fuck, we're out. So they left the first and being the first day, it, it actually, no, it didn't start to like noon or something the first day. Right. Or something like that. Anyway. So they jetted, but I still had two hours or something before the first duel of the weekend. Mm -hmm. So I had two hours to process. So I did a literal shake it off. I went for a smoke. I honestly, I went for a dube. I went for a walk around the grounds. I went outside and I just shook it off. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I realized there's nothing you could do. Lots of cool. You know, it helped a lot that Sam Noir and Casey Parsons were there. Uh, Andrew Thomas was there. Mm -hmm. Who, by the way, literally before we hooked up on the phone, I saw uh, made the announcement. Finally, I knew this was coming. But he is officially now the letterer for uh, Secret Stash Press, Kevin oh, Smith's nice. comic company. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the Saturday night that we all went out partying the next morning, he shows me how he just hung out in Kevin Smith's hotel room with him all night. And not with like an entourage, like just yeah. him and Kevin. Like just him and Kev hanging out on the balcony. So that's so fucking cool. Uh, so happy a for a dense Andrew cloud Thomas. of smoke. 
<laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But huge congrats to him, man. He, he's yeah, so he's great. A, he's been well, you know, he hustled and he was he hustled and hustled and hustled and his hustle is impressive. So he, he deserves every bit he's getting out of that. So anyways, uh, so I just shook it off. I, you know, I hung out with them at their tables for a bit and I went to the green room and I hung out with Heather and Kevin and just chilled out and, you know, uh, and then once the first duel was done, it was on. I was like, it felt so good because this was also two years in the making, right? This wasn't yeah. like something I've been doing at all. And it just came flooding back uh, why I love doing it and, uh, you know, how much fun it is. Uh, I can't even tell you who the first duel was off the top of my head. Um, who the fuck was it? Well, you don't have to give them to us in order. I can't remember because we also did. There was one. Uh, there was an inking thing. No, sorry. There was a cover panel. Okay. That wasn't a sketch tool. It was. Uh, it was Brian Stelfreeze. Oh wow. Okay. And uh, and Mike McCone. Mm-hmm. And one more. Uh, a new kid. Oh, I can't remember. But it was three like cover. Badass. Uh, Johnny Desjardins. No, he wasn't there. Okay. Or did you did you mean John Delaney? No. Two different. I people. don't know John. Was it? De- I can't remember. It was someone else. I get confused. Oh wait, but it might way. have been Desjardins. I think you're right. Yeah, no, Desjardins was there. Right. Okay. Uh, it might have been him. But anyways, okay. it was three guys doing a cover one, and I also did. Uh, I did. Scott Chandler and Brenda Hicks, or sorry, Brenda Hickey. Okay. That might have been the first one. Uh, I did uh, John Delaney and Dan Parent was the last one I did. Mm-hmm. That was super fun because I was just toasted by the end of the weekend, which I fully admitted. And I was like, you guys are going to have to help me with this one. Uh, I did Brian Stelfreeze and Tom Grummet, which oh, nice. was. Yeah. I, I had a fun. Hell I of fun I, that one. I think I had Brian and Tom together in Vancouver for uh, one of my sketch battles. Yeah. So it so, was amazing. They so, decided though they were very uncomfortable. Hold on, they were very uncomfortable because the table was too short and the chairs were shitty. So they stood up. <sighs> so Tom was like, "I'm standing up." And Brian was like, "I'm standing up." And then I was like. Fucking, I'm standing up then. <laughs> so we, it was really cool. It was my first stand-up sketch duel. It was fucking great. Yeah, I actually, I actually prefer it here in Toronto uh, at Toronto Comic Con. There was a there was a podium beside the tables, so uh, I right, I just used the podium. I thought it was great. Um, man, yes. uh, fucking man. Zoom, Zoom has given me. There's a new thing on Zoom where it limits you to 40 minutes. So I'm getting a countdown up in my top left-hand corner all of a sudden. I got to I got to upgrade my Zoom. Yeah, you got you're going to have oh, you're going to have such a shitty time editing this. I love it. Yeah, well. I don't mind. Uh we'll just start another one. <laughs> so, uh Calgary How much well. time's left in the countdown? Uh, six and a half. Right on. Yeah, so Calgary went well, and you're going to be back doing some stuff for Fan Expo? 
Uh, absolutely. Uh, well, as far as quick source point news, uh, yeah, don't, the don't next take, thing don't don't take my don't take my fucking spot, dude. <laughs> no, don't no no. Um, I would never do that. I would never do that. Hey, you uh, my spot. I always find my way somewhere. Um, I'm, I'm supposed to be slinging comics. So, anyways, yeah. yeah source point is uh the next thing for source point actually i believe is going to be gotham central's 10th anniversary birthday bash oh very nice uh i'm gonna be there i'm gonna have a little source point setup and we got lots of other stuff that are being planned by many individuals from different entities yeah. that are coming together to plan a lot of exciting cool stuff uh with uh gotham central cool. uh and then there will be Fan Expo Toronto, of course. And uh, later on in the year, Cal or sorry, Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, we'll be out at Edmonton. And uh, yeah, so that's very exciting. I'm going to be hanging out with Gotham, not for Source Point, but at Niagara Falls Comic Con okay. uh, in two weeks or whatever. So that's exciting too. Are you planning to do New York Comic Con this year? I am hoping to, yes. Okay, because I am waiting. I just checked again yesterday, uh, or this, it could have been this morning. It was probably this morning to uh, to see um, when I'm going to hear back about Artist Alley. I've applied for Artist Alley in New York, which I've I've never done Artist Alley. Is this in your New first York. time? I've uh, like I've been doing I've been doing New York for a decade now. And, but it's uh, it's always been it, or it previously was all uh, was at the Action Lab booth. I think you know how I feel about that at this point. So, right. um, so yeah. I applied. And that was for, a couple of years ago because I've been two or three times now, and you haven't been there. Um, yeah, I didn't go. Um, I didn't go in 2017 because I was mad at America, uh, for their election nonsense. Yeah. And, uh, then I went in, I went in, uh, 18 and I went in 19. Um, but I did, of course I didn't go 20 and 21. So, um. So yeah, it's been a it's it, it's been intermittent uh, the last few years. But um, yeah, if if you what decide a fun to go, time though. If you decide to go, we're gonna we got a Airbnb together. Let's uh, do it. Not, I'm already planning on going. Like yeah, oh, I'm planning. Know, I'm planning plan, to go. So, I'm planning yeah. to go. It's just uh, it's just another month. Uh, yeah, it's it's four weeks until they announce uh, until the deadline for Artist Alley, or until they announce Artist Alley people. So I'm hoping for the confirmation right, right. on that. Just you know, because that would Ooh, be that's that would be exciting. Uh, and... Remaining meeting time is huh? remaining meeting time is two minutes and fifty. Yeah, now it's I even know. showing me the countdown. What a, pain, what a pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, what else do we want to talk about, real quick? No, this is perfect. It, it's a it's a smoke break. <laughs> it's a smoke break. Um, I don't know. I want to take a. I'm gonna run outside and smoke a cigarette, and then we'll go back to this, and maybe okay. your bandwidth will be better. Uh, 
Uh, probably not. Rogers sucks. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. We're back. <laughs> so, uh, so how's the storm cleanup been? Oh my God, what a disaster. Yeah. I'll tell you something really weird and unique. Okay. Uh, this is as of last April, a month ago, mm-hmm. was my 21st year as an arborist. And in 21 years, I swear to God, I have never seen such a short storm do so much damage wow like you know how it was like a wall that went through and it was like 15 minutes yeah there is shit everywhere like i've seen worse storms that have done more damage like like worse off damage but i've never seen like just kind of generally broken branches and and shit everywhere type thing yeah, like like I've like like what this did. It was it was really insane. Like, definitely sticks out as uh, one to remember. Yeah. So it's it hasn't been like some of the crazy. It hasn't been the most technical, insane storm damage that I've ever done. But it's just been a lot of a lot of cleanup. You know, yeah. it's amazing just to see how how much got battered so quickly. We uh, we actually so for people who aren't in southern Ontario, we had a gigantic series of thunderstorms that turned into uh, uh, turned into tornadoes in a couple of portions of the uh, mm. of the province, and uh, it's actually ten people died between yeah. Ontario and Quebec. Ten people died in the storms, and most of it was. Uh, trees or large branches falling on motherfuckers so uh what a shitty way to to go and you know what sucks about a storm like that is like as like not to get too preachy as an arborist but the whole idea is to make trees as strong and healthy as they can be so things like that don't happen yeah because generally you'll see a storm damage and the tree will break apart at a weak point, a point that's damaged or a bad union or diseased or rotted or, you know, has a cavity or whatever. Mm -hmm. And a storm comes along and takes advantage of that. But this storm was so fierce and so hard that, that most of the trees I've worked on were completely healthy. It was just a case of wind beat tree. Because once yeah. in a while that happens, right? Just once in a while, wind beats tree, and that's really what debt went down this time. Like was like, of course, there's a lot of weak trees that failed too, but it, it's insane the amount of just straight up healthy, strong trees I'm seeing. But still, 
uh, people, you know, check out your trees. If you're a homeowner and you have trees, uh, most tree companies will, you know, in fact, I've never heard of one that doesn't give free estimates. And that estimate isn't just a matter of an arborist coming to your property, you saying what you want and then giving you a price. They're going to tell you why and how and, you know, the woulda, shoulda, coulda of the whole situation. And, you know, through getting that estimate, even if you decide not to go with the work, you've gotten a thorough examination of your trees and property from a certified arborist. Yeah. And that never hurts to do because, you know, just most people... Trees are very unpredictable being the largest living organism on earth and, you know, growing as erratically as they do. I've been doing it 20, 20 years and they still surprise the shit out of me sometimes what they're capable of. So, you know, call an arborist, get them to come by and just check out your shit. It won't cost you a dime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, What else is going on in, in the life of Jay Clark? I'm moving. Moving? Where are you moving to? What's all this about? Oh, <laughs> uh, you're giggling, which means it's something you think I'm not going to approve of. <laughs> oh no, I think you'll approve of it completely. No, I'm giggling because I'm really excited about it. Okay, no, it's pure excitement giggles. Okay. okay, I live in a shitty little fucking apartment in Hamilton, Ontario. Oh, I thought you liked your apartment. I like the inside of my apartment. Well, I did up to a certain point. You know, okay. now, anyways, I live in a shitty area and, you know, it's just not great. It's not the worst. It's affordable. Uh, but I've been looking for better. Okay. Now, now at my work uh, is, is kind of like a compound. It's a commercial, like industrial area with, you know, some buildings. Now, above my shop is, a, is, a, is an apartment. Okay. Like a literal, a very nice apartment, like hardwood floors, granite, like, you know, walnut, like cabinets and stuff. Okay. It's really, really nice. And I've wanted to move up there since I started working for this company that I work for, like, you know, almost two years ago. But there's always been a tenant up there. Yeah. There's no longer a tenant up there. Oh, my God. You murdered a guy, didn't you? No, you murdered I a guy didn't. so you could take his apartment. <laughs> but do you want to hear the God's honest truth? Yes. They murdered themselves. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh my it, God. Oh, was, there's a story. It is a fentanyl overdose. Oh, sh- yeah. Right. Well, that's so. So, yeah, it's a it's a tragedy. Sorry. Yeah, it's a, it's an extreme tragedy. But someone's got to move in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna? Are you at least gonna wash the chalk out, uh, outline off the floor? No, it's already been taken care of. But oh, okay, uh, but right. yeah. So it's very sad. I I didn't know the tenant whatsoever. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't even know their name. Mm. So, you know, I'm sad about that that has happened to somebody. Yeah. But it's a serious problem in Burlington right now, eh? The guy who was there, like, cleaning up the place, the cleaner, like, literally. Yeah. Yeah. uh, He says that most of his work is in all those buildings on Prospect and stuff in Burlington. He says just Uh. fentanyl overdoses. He says heroin's gone. Heroin doesn't exist anymore. It's all fentanyl. 
and they mix it with uh, vitamin C and they shoot it. And it kills with me. vitamin C? Yeah. Because yeah, you'll find vitamin C packets around. Because heroin is great, but nobody wants scurvy? I don't <laughs> know, man. I don't know what the deal is. But yeah, not. isn't that crazy? I do not know what. So that. anyways, the fact that I'm moving into the apartment above my shop. Yeah. Makes me the fawns. Right. Right. A- <laughs> okay. All right. If that's the way you want to look at it, Fonzie. Well, anyways, uh, these days, the amount of gasoline that's going to save me just having to walk downstairs to go to work. Yeah. You know, and but again, you know, so people don't get any impression. It's not, it's a, it's a family owned and run company, by the way. It's like a very tiny little, it's not a, it's not like I, like I'd work, I'm working for like a corporation and living yeah. above it kind of thing. <laughs> but the, 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 the problem, the problem to me is when something goes wrong, you're going to get the midnight phone call saying, Hey, can you go downstairs and check on something? I already get the midnight phone call, but but right now I got to drive there to do it. Okay. Right now, if I don't now, like, like, cause I, you know, I kind of generally take care of the place as like, you know, foreman kind of guy. And, uh, so I plow in the winter when all the snow comes and all this kind of crap too. Right. So I have to go in to do all that shit, but now I'll just be there. Okay. But but the cool thing is it's it's a it's it's a really big compound and there's trees and there's grass and there's field and and you know my kid can play there yeah so like he's here there's no outside I'm on the corner of Sherman and Maine right <laughs> the only thing outside are dead pigeons right <laughs> so, I've never heard I've never heard hookers referred to that way <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I'm going to be doing that, and I'm very, very excited about it. Uh, you know, the place is actually bigger than where I am now, uh, so my kid gets a bigger room. And Oh, good. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. So that's what's going on with me, and, uh, you know, been doing my spring hiking, of course. Yeah. And uh, getting excited for Comic-Cons again. So good, 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 good. That's my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh well over here it's just it's school and more school. I am uh I'm in my third week of second semester. Uh finally it's been it's been weird. We had the two weeks I did my exams and then we had two weeks off and getting back into the swing of school has been hard for a bunch of us. Mm. Um it doesn't help that things haven't been super engaging yet like week three now we're getting we're starting to get into some stuff that is that is engaging so that class isn't just a a boring slog of listening to somebody and (laughs) and we we know all this already like i mean it's the stuff we've learned is starting to come together into things we have to do with it right um, you start to apply it soon. Yeah. Sort of? Yeah. But I've been waiting, you know, I, I said first week I said, like, this is all, it was introduction week. So I wasn't expecting to, you know, to get a ton of new information that first week, 
Um, but I said, look, we just got to get through second semester and whatever our work co-op is for third semester, that's where we're really going to learn things. That's where everything right. that they've put in our heads is going to become, is going to have to be put into practice in the, in real world settings. And I already know the company, my top choice uh, for my work co-op. And I'm going to, I'm going to be sending them a letter uh, in the next few days to say, look, I'm interested. I know you have a program. Well, I know I'm early. I'm like two months early sending this letter, but I want to sew something up with them. Right. Well, that's smart. Yeah, man. Get it wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to my third semester and yeah, as we mentioned, I, I went back to work. I got a call a few weeks ago and uh a month and a half ago asking if uh if i would come back and i'm only doing two nights a week i'm now working uh fridays and saturdays so oh yeah yeah so for the uh for the 22nd year on the calendar <laughs> i am a script club dj again um, Are you back upstairs? Like they reopened yep. upstairs? Yeah, yeah. We're up. We're open upstairs four nights a week. In fact, uh, so how did that feel going back? Because you hadn't been there in years. Like the I hadn't been there. In a, I right? hadn't been there in a year and a half. I hadn't been there in eight in in a full eighteen months, and uh, it's a little weird. You know, some familiar faces, a bunch of new faces. Um, there's a lot less. There's a lot less stress as far as I'm concerned because, um, you know, they, uh, they have figured some more stuff out from a managerial standpoint and um, the circumstances have changed. There's not as many girls. There's not as many dancers. So we've had to uh, make some changes based just on that. So, um, the workload is a little lighter. The pressure is lighter. And, and I know that at the end of the rain, there's, there's an end, there's an end of the rainbow here. There's, there's the light at the end of the tunnel is actually the end of the tunnel. Um, and to, uh, to back that up, they've started cycling the other DJs, the downstairs guys, the main floor guys, through upstairs on Wednesdays and Thursday nights so that they're all... Like, I mean, there was a very serious... Uh, there was a very serious separa separation of church and state as far as the two clubs went, where, I mean, in years previous, I was working five nights a week. The, the club upstairs was open six nights. I was working five of those nights sometimes six so we had one guy who was doing saturdays and then he he would do shifts downstairs and he was the only person that went uh between oh, really? the two clubs i have in 20 years i've only ever worked half of a shift downstairs um there's only one dj that's been there longer than me and three weeks ago was the first time he'd ever worked upstairs and I, I, the beginning of his shift was 15 minutes on the phone with me 
while I told them how to uh, open up. I told them how, you know, right. what equipment to turn on and what levels to set. Were you rusty? Not really. Did no. you have to get, did it's you have to pick bullshit, up on? Man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> music wise. Oh, I know you play wise. music that the, the first, did you have to catch up and be like, yeah, I know you haven't listened to that shit for 18 months. Then. No, no, I haven't. Li- <laughs> I, you know, I, I didn't listen to any song. I didn't specifically want to listen to for 18 months unless I was in a mall or a shitty right. restaurant. Um, the first few weeks, here's the thing. The, the computer, uh, we, we have a Mac, we have a, a Mac desktop in the, uh, in the DJ booth. Right. But the, com- that computer was, uh, was only online. You can count on, on one hand, how many times it's been online and all, but the very first day that it was bought 12 years ago or 11 years <laughs> ago. The only times it was ever online <laughs> was when it was tethered to my phone. And I, I haven't done that in years. So the computer was running. It was never, the operating system had never been updated. Uh, I was running uh, an uh, iOS from a decade ago, iTunes from a decade ago. So there was this uh, glitch that had developed in iTunes where, um, uh, most music files that I put on the computer would cut themselves off at two minutes and eight seconds. What is that? Hundreds of songs that were cutting themselves off at two minutes and eight seconds because of this, this glitch in this uh, between an incompatibility between this ancient version of iTunes and these new files. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, they finally took the time to um, to bring the computer somewhere to put it online and to update it. And now everything is working. Mwah. But for those first few weeks that I was back, it was pointless to try and add new music to the computer <laughs> because right. what was it going to do? So there were... There but do girls. you know the music like uh, dude or would you nah you know what it's it's all the same garbage so i mean <laughs> you know a new drake album isn't gonna be any different than the last four you know so i've had to i've yeah. had to yeah. uh the last couple of weeks i've been updating dozens and dozens of albums uh, and hundreds and hundreds of songs. I've probably added 3,000 files to the computer in the last two or three weeks now that I finally can again. Uh, but nice. um, all the R&B and uh, house music, it's all the same garbage to me. You know, I, I don't know whose joke it is, yeah. but I mean, house house me electronic music it sounds like somebody shoved r2d2 down a flight of stairs who cares uh and that's the <laughs> that's one of the things when i say that the when i say there's less stress uh the music restrictions are lighter so there's still stuff i can't play and girls know i won't play any song that actually has the n-word in it so if you can find a clean version i'll listen to it and decide whether i i'll play it but 
you right. know, to me, to me, it's just, I listen, I go in, I do my job. I come home. I'm not worried about the politics of the club. I'm not worried about the, I, at some point, uh, probably sooner, probably rather than later, the club is going to be sold. Like they announced over a year ago that they were accepting bids from real estate developers uh, turn that block into a into a, into yet another stupid Toronto condo. So, um, That's... I like I think I think I will finish my time there before that uh, you know, any kind of deal like that is done. And certainly, even if that right. deal is done tonight, I'll still get to the end of the year uh, as a DJ. Oh, yeah. They can't that just logistics wise, they won't be knocking down that block tomorrow morning, right? Uh so um right, you know, well that's good. At least you're working yeah. for your schooling right now. So there's yeah. more of an excuse to be doing it too, right? Because that's no, it's, help it's 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 good because I, I mean just financially, yeah, I, yeah. I, I needed it. Right. Um that's the thing. It's a catch 22 about the storm, right? Like lots of trees fall down and break things, but I get paid lots of money to go clean it up. So it's yeah. gangbusters for me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you disaster merchant. <laughs> all right. Let's get geeky because I don't have all night because I'm tired from cutting up all those trees. So okay, let's uh, talk about those things you mentioned because I'm excited. Right. MCU phase four. We're already uh more than halfway through phase four it looks like um so you've uh hold on let me uh i i i scribbled a little list here so on the film side of the marvel cinematic universe we've already had black widow shang chi the Eternals, spider-man no way home doctor strange and the multiverse of madness uh we're about to get thor uh, Love and Thunder. Uh, by the end of the year, we will ha- in November we'll have Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and then after that, uh, we're looking at uh, Ant Man and Wasp: Quantumania. We're looking at possibly the Fantastic Four. Uh, there, there. I think there. There's either three or four movies that are coming out uh, next year. Hold on, let's take a look, and we'll get it right. Uh, next year we're getting, uh, so love and thunder Thor and black Panther this year, still to come in 2023, Ant-Man and the Wasp guardians of the galaxy, volume three, the Marvels, which is, uh, Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel. And wait, we're not getting quantum mania till 2023. Yeah. Huh. Sorry, buddy. No, no, uh, I'm just, it's, uh, what's the release date on that? Let me see if, uh, yeah, it's basically been pushed back like two years. Uh, I don't see a release date on it here, but I'm sure somebody knows. Uh, they're probably yelling at their computer right now. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Marvels, and uh, not scheduled yet, Fantastic Four is coming. And then on the television side, we've had WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Low Key, What If? Hawkeye and Moon Knight. We're about to get Ms. Marvel. We're getting She-Hulk just after that. And uh, then Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars. There's a, a, a Halloween special coming. 
There's the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special coming. And uh, there's a, 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 a Wikipedia is listing an untitled Wakanda series. So um, what have you, from phase four, what have you enjoyed so far? What, have, what do you think has missed the mark? Yeah. I would like to preface this. <laughs> you politician, you. With no, just my opinion on phase four in general. I okay. think, um, I don't think the cohesiveness of the, I guess, what do we call it? The infinity saga, the first yeah. three phases. Yeah. yeah. I don't think the cohesiveness there is there anymore. And I, think it's on purpose okay and i think we're slowly being trained out of the amount of cohesiveness we were getting Mm -hmm. to free the the marvel universe to be more like the actual comic universe yeah where there's a lot more one-off and distanced stories, maybe several big of these storylines going on at the same time, um, because it's far more disjointed and they're playing a much longer game, it feels like, yeah. this time around. Uh, and there's no Infinity Stones there's no like right now we're going through a general god era. They're starting to introduce you know the gods through all the different movies but but and the multiverse thing but the multiverse thing I'm surprised that it's being dragged out in a way more than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange was not the movie I don't think anybody expected. I thought Doctor Strange was fantastic. I loved it. It, it was a great movie, but as far it. as the multiverse, yeah. They other than the falling through the multiverses scenes, we only saw like six multiverses that were all very similar. And there was no like 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 No Way Home which was so genius, almost, Mm. you know, it showed a wider multiverse with these three different Peters and, you know, concentrating on them in a way. We basically got, I I don't think it was that different. You got, in a way, I basically got characters, you got characters from three universes that collided in no way home. Okay. Yeah. So you got, you got three different Peters and you got, villains from uh from two of those two of those universes and that's what and that's what you put together with with multiverse of madness you basically got uh three doctor stranges that you got to spend time you spend any time with Defender for how Strange. many? Okay, one one was one died right away, and one was that's dead Defender Strange. Defender Strange died, and then right. he, he got puppeted, and then you had six one six Doctor Strange, yeah. and you had uh, and you had Death of the Universe Doctor Strange, 
right? Third eye evil Doctor Strange. So you had three Doctor Strange. You had three Spider-Mans. You had three Doctor Stranges, right? And you got to see the Illuminati. Yeah, and you, got, you, so you also had... How, okay, the Illuminati thing is... See, here's the thing about that. It was fun, right? I don't think it's that different. The me. Illuminati was fun. Right. But, but meant nothing to the movie, right? Really meant nothing to the movie whatsoever. But it, it was just for it, fun. But it meant something. Wanda to... plows through them, and it changed yeah. nothing. But okay, it changed right. nothing for the story. All right, right. So, so and I would have rather seen. I would have rather seen a slower. I want to defend against this real quickly. The Illuminati mm-hmm. was first and second season Next Generation Wharf. You see how powerful they are. You believe in how powerful they are, and that. That power is just used to put over it, the though. villains. I didn't what? believe it because it was stupid. Like <laughs> it, they, they, they. Sorry, but they, she took him out so fucking easily. That's how powerful Wanda had become. <sighs> then why didn't she just recreate her kids? Hmm. Like, why not just do it again? She already did it once. Do it again. <laughs> uh, why didn't, why didn't, why didn't, why didn't, why because didn't, she didn't Reed want, Richards? she didn't want an illusion of kids when somewhere in the multiverse, she knew that they existed for real. She wanted the real version of them. Okay. Right. Okay. Now also tell me now, Reed Richards. Yeah. Right? About him. So genius, right? Part of the genius Illuminati. Yeah. Right? So genius as to tell the Scarlet Witch Black Bolt's powers before maybe saying something like, hey, you know what, Wanda, look, we really well, want to help. That's, just, that's Why do, we, we really want to help. This is my friend. He's going to tell you the secret of how to get your fucking kids back. Yeah. Or he just fucking goes ahead and says something, but no, she's got to, he's got to tell her the power so that he can make the fate as cool as that was like that was metal as fuck. Yeah. Right. The fucking head exploding. That's, it was just, it made, I don't know. I would, I really wanted to see. And Oric Goldfinger told James Bond what the plan was for Fort Knox. It's 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 the it monologuing is the stupid failure of all these care of all comic book characters. Just you go, know what? I'm it's, just gonna I'm very... gonna stand atop this gargoyle on top of this building and shout my plans to the entire friggin' city. I gotta be honest too, I've never been a big Sam Raimi fan. Like I've enjoyed his okay. movies and I think they're funny, but yeah. I don't I don't enjoy superheroes in his hands. People talk about how he's like the greatest like Marvel or superhero director ever. I don't get it because I don't like when my heroes are turned into buffoons. Like Reed Richards was turned into a buffoon. I, I, I like you know, when, I like when like, the baby face looks like a jackass. I don't know, man. I'm not a huge fan of that for not when we've been waiting so long. Yeah. Fucking Reed Richards, but, you know. But I look. thought it was cool what they did in Professor X. And then 
And then Professor X is, you know, actually having to talk to other Wanda, like on the on the fucking for a minute. I thought maybe it was the astral plane. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That he was like yeah. helping her because he could walk. Right. So I was like, oh, my God, is he on the is this the fucking astral plane? Like, I thought that was fucking that was very cool, you know. But I don't know. It was all right. It was fun, but it didn't really leave us with much, you know, like. Yeah, but I, I think that all this was because it's a, because it's another universe. Right. You have the caveat of it being another universe. OK, yeah. you have introduced these characters to canon. And now we'll get, quote unquote, the real versions of them in the 616 universe at some point. So the 616 Reed Richards won't be that big a that won't that be that big of an idiot that he won't fall for shit. You might get a you might get a version of the Inhumans pop up in in some form in the background of one of these movies that isn't ABC television suckage, right? right yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the the X Men exist in the multiverse. The X Men exist in the multiverse. Yeah, that's going to happen for us someday. Yeah, you know they'll figure it out. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I, I really like, but they're make, yeah, what? I know. I was going to say, I, I really like Dr. Strange. I really like no way home. I did not like the Eternals. The more I think about the Eternals, the worse it gets in my head. Um, yeah, I really liked Dr. Like I thought Dr. Strange was a lot of fun, but yeah. it just, it didn't like really emotionally did, yeah, impact did, okay. me or anything, you know, okay. like, like, um, I was less than pleased with shang chi uh i i liked it to the end the end sucked yeah the ending was terrible the the rest of it was great the ending should have absolutely been between him and his father it did not need to be another giant cgi fucking it fell it fell under the same curse as uh the wolverine yeah yeah, I oh the first two thirds of the Wolverine are are fucking genius. Yeah, and then it just, it's not until it's not until the end when he's running through that fucking village yeah. and he gets all full of arrows and spears and shit. Yeah, and he passes. He passes out. Yeah. No, that's when he goes into berserker rage, kills a thousand ninjas, and you have <laughs> the best comic book movie ever made. Uh, right? I've uh, but no, he passes out and then has to fight a giant cartoon fucking samurai. Samurai. Same yeah. thing that happened to Shang Chi. First two thirds, great fucking movie. I loved it. Yeah, and then it fell apart at the end for me. Mm. You know, uh, for the TV series, I liked Wandavision for how wild it was. I like yeah. I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier, except I did not like the. It's better than uh, it's better on rewatching the uh, the 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 tidy ending where the hero gives a speech and suddenly racism has ended. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I liked yeah. I liked low key. It wasn't at all what I was expecting, and I'm waiting to see what the second season is like and what ramifications. It has uh, because the the I think the two the two big villains for Phase Four and Phase Five whatever uh, are going to be uh, Kang and uh, I think we're moving towards Secret Wars at some point. Kang, yeah. So uh, I think Kang one of the and reasons, who? 
at secret wars. We're moving towards secret wars where something is going to bring all these characters together to fight. They and need it to be, firmly it might plan- be a multiversal war. Dr. Doom needs to be introduced before they get anything near any of that kind of <laughs> stuff. You know what's re- really weird that ended up being my favorite Marvel TV show? Hawkeye. Absolutely. I loved Hawkeye. Well, it was easily the best. And then yeah. probably Loki. Yeah. Uh Captain Winter Soldier was all right. It was I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in Moon Knight. I am disappointed in Moon Knight, but not severe. Fearly, all I needed yeah. was a little more new Moon Knight. Yeah, I liked everything they did with everything, except there wasn't enough Moon Knight. That's yeah. all. I do. I do not like the character switching back and forth between uh, personalities or modes and looks in the middle of a sentence. You know, like where we're yeah. going from where we're going from the the traditional look to the uh, to the white suit. It you know like yeah. with every camera change, I didn't like that. I'm looking Overall, forward. To, I'm looking. I'm very much looking forward to Ms. Marvel. I'm very much yeah. looking forward to She Hulk. The only things I've gotten really excited about this entire phase have been Far From Home. Yeah, or No Way Home. Sorry, which was just fucking utter ridiculous genius. That was great. And Thor. Yeah, I'm, Thor. Yeah, it looks fucking <laughs> insanely fun. I am. I am uh, already. Yeah. I'm deeply in love with uh, buff Natalie Portman, dude. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I I I thought. Fr- listen, from the first time I saw Natalie Portman in Leon the Professional, I thought, "Holy shit, that kid's going to be a star." That kid is going to be a fucking right. star, yeah. and then, uh, and 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 she has been. That is, she is a tremendous actress, and uh, and she's also ridiculously beautiful. So, you saw the new trailer that just came out yesterday. Yes, yeah, great fun, eh? So yeah, so it. Uh, God bless Taika with TV. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, Zoom is telling us we got to start wrapping things up here. Uh, you haven't seen. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I know. That's another half. Uh, another half hour. You haven't seen Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I'm going to tell you to go to Disney Plus and watch. I want the to sh- watch the shit out of it. That I'll watch is, it with my kid this weekend. Please, that it's is good. A, oh, it's fantastic! Awesome. That is a hundred right. Easter eggs per square inch. It All right, awesome. Amazing. Uh, hey, listen. And I Obi-Wan. Am... Let me let Obi-Wan. me get Obi-Wan. Tell me, tell me your take on what we've seen, uh, the material we've seen of Obi-Wan so far, because that starts Friday. That starts in like I'm so ridiculously overjoyed. I'm so ridiculously overjoyously excited about this that I'm trying to contain myself. Yeah. Like I just I I uh I I you you know I how know I think, you know how I feel thinking about, about his lightsabers. Yeah, you know how I feel about those spinning helicopter lightsabers. That's stupid. But the rest of it They're stupid, so... but I have a I have a feeling yeah. I think we're going to get a few surprises. I think uh, you know, What is some... the, what is the one thing that you want to see in Obi-Wan? What's the one scene, the one character, 
the one thing that you need to happen in Obi-Wan to, for you to say, okay, uh, nothing else matters. I got the, I got the thing I wanted. Qui-Gon. You, you want Qui-Gon? Okay. I want to see Qui-Gon. All right. If I see Qui-Gon, I've already seen everything. See, I never really, there weren't many dreams about Obi-Wan. I just wanted to see Obi-Wan and some more lightsabers. And that was enough. <laughs> but now all of a sudden they've shown me things I didn't think about. I didn't know if they'd actually show us 10-year-old Luke. And they showed us 10-year-old Luke yeah. and, and Vader and just like it's so it's already given me more than I could have dreamed of that. I'm just excited to watch it and soak it in, man. My, you know, I just hope the Inquisitors are cool. And but I'm still not going to complain if they're not because it's fucking Obi-Wan. Man. Like, <laughs> but if they go as far as like getting into like uh, this, like Mandalorian shit with it and stuff yeah. like I don't know, man. I just love that it's wide open. But I would really, I might cry if 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 I see a, a if I see Qui Gon in a flashback or as a Force ghost. I would absolutely just, yeah, that'd be I, amazing. I, I'm pretty sure you'll get Qui Gon. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Jason Clark, tell them where to find uh, tell them where to find your shit. You can find my shit uh, at an elegant weapon dot ca. Okay. And yeah. uh of course you're watching the Handsome Genius Club here on you you're watching the video on YouTube. Uh you're listening to the audio version via uh the website or Apple or Google or Stitcher. Yeah. Uh so uh subscribe and uh, all that shit <laughs> handsomegeniusclub.com is the website uh i've been anthony retgazer that is jason clark Woo! thank you very much for joining us this has been episode 487 of the handsome genius club radio show peace out homies <laughs>